Hi, this is David Yaz at the Boston Podcast Network, hoping you are staying safe and healthy during this period of precaution over the coronavirus. It's difficult to connect with your clients and contacts in a period such as this, but here we continue to produce podcasts that allow you to connect with the people that you want to reach. You've got a rapt audience like never before. People are home, they're listening, and they're waiting to hear from you. We can create a professional podcast with a quick turnaround and do the whole thing remotely so you don't have to leave your home. Get in touch with us at pod617.com. From the Pod 617 Studios in Westwood, Massachusetts, it's the Boston Podcast with David Yaz and a rotating cast of characters from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. This is our f***ing city. Yes, sir, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and all the ships at sea, lovers, muggers, and thieves, this is Dave. Welcome to the Boston Podcast. If you like this podcast, you know what, even if you don't like it, I don't care. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, leave uh, a little note for us, tell us how cool we are, or whatever you want to say. We like the attention. Hope your pandemic is going well. We, um, As we do in the pandemic, we try to occupy our time. And we're all running out of ways to do it. As it happens, I, uh, if you listen to this pod, you know I'm a pop culture guy and a media guy. And so always talking about pe- other people talking about, you know, TV, uh, excuse me, books, books that they read. I don't read books. I watch a lot of TV and I watch a lot of movies and I make no apologies. And I'm pretty close to finishing Netflix. I'll let you know when I'm done, and I'll let you know how it ends. This was a long run-up to explain to you that I have someone here that is perfect for this subject. Her name's Robin Kenny. She is the owner, producer at Island Bay Media. They do all kinds of stuff, like Robin does video projects, writing, marketing, all this kind of stuff. She's even got a podcast she's going to launch soon. Let's welcome Robin to the virtual studio. Thank you, Dave. <laughs> Thanks for being here. How, Robin, is your pandemic going? Are you hanging in there? I am luckier than most. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, I know a lot of people are struggling or they have kids at home and they're trying to work. So I'm pretty lucky to be sort of able to uh, work from home a lot and not take care of like three screaming kids. (laughs) So you only have two screaming kids? No, you don't have have zero zero screaming kids. My kids aren't screaming because they're older, or maybe they're screaming behind my back. I don't know. But um, tell, before we get to all, see, you're, you're lucky, listener, if you've tuned in today, because you've probably run out of stuff to consume, and uh, Robin's really into this stuff, and so am I. So we're going to give you some recommendations and bat around some of, t- review some TV shows and movies and stuff that, and maybe we'll even talk about some stuff that's coming up. Um, and uh, But before we do that, Robin, tell our listeners about what you do it sounds like really full service you know production for companies for the purposes of marketing or educating or i guess any of that stuff right tell us about it yes all of the above so because i'm kind of a one-woman show it's not necessarily like a big production house um i've got cameras i've got lights i've got so you know some good sound but so what i focus on in terms of video is more social media Mm -hmm. um so more of a writer producer um, for example, if you're um, a chiropractor in the area and you want to put informational videos and you're not quite sure how to do it or what to say, call me up. I'll come help you. Mm-hmm. Um, I have helped people edit scripts, basically anything creative that has to do with writing and production. I'm I'm on board. Um, mm-hmm. 
I do have some film aspirations for my company as well, which I don't think we've even talked about before. Mm. Um, I want to do a documentary. I'm writing a documentary about the Florida Keys. Oh, cool. Like a series. Um, What about about the Florida Keys? All about the Florida Keys? Everything. Okay. Um, Not like a travel show, something actually interesting with like meat on its bones going from um, the top of the Keys all the way down to Key West and Mm -hmm. hitting every area and the history behind it, talking to local people. There's a lot of interesting stories on every island, so I just want to tell them. Mm-hmm. Wow, I like that. It's it yeah. sounds something sounds very mysterious about it, so I can't wait to I can't wait to find out. You mentioned yeah. you mentioned lights and all your equipment and stuff, Robin. You'll be very proud of us here at Pod Six One Seven. We just bought our first lights, and I'm trying to grab one right here so I can show you. I don't want to blind you, but <laughs> it, it, I mean it's really humble. But for us, you know, this is this is I don't even know what kind of model it is. I don't know. I went on the internet and found, you know, video friendly lights. I mean, they're really bright. As you can see, I'm getting a little bit of a tan here, but, um, you know, it's more important now than ever joking aside, even if you're just someone who frequently does zoom calls, you should be paying attention to stuff like lighting and background and what kind of camera you have. Don't you think? I think so. I think so. I no light is too humble for me. I met uh, the, the person who runs like the entire video for Boston Children's Hospital mm-hmm. told me he just carries around one little light that looks just like yours. Yeah. He said, you don't need you don't need to get too crazy. Um, I actually have a uh, like a painter's like a construction light from Home Depot mm-hmm. with a cut pillowcase over it. For okay. Some of my lighting in, at home because it worked better than the lights that I paid for. Yeah, it it you don't need all that much. I know you have the expensive stuff when you shoot the fancy videos, but just to make yourself, you know, look professional and look so you're not like in your basement with some pall upon you. Um, you know, I I went on Amazon and I should give a shout out to whatever company this is, but they're not a sponsor of the show, so screw them. Um, but <laughs> but like you said, the the one the one I just bought a couple of these. They're on tripods, and they were ugh, I don't know like 40 bucks a piece, maybe not even, I don't know, but they, they came highly reviewed, super portable run on batteries. If I break it, I can just get a new one anyway, but it, uh, it, it, it does a little something for you. So no, people who aren't into production now still have to start thinking about lighting because of the pandemic. Cause everybody's on, you know, you don't, you don't want to be an executive looking like you're, like you said, like you're in a dark room. Yeah, absolutely. And it, you know, it, it shows. And, and this is the new, this is like the new, buy yourself a new suit. Like, you know, when, if you're, you know, yeah. important meeting job interview, you don't need to buy a new suit. You might want to buy the top half of a new suit, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, you wear beach shorts <laughs> as long as you have like a bookshelf behind you That's, and a good look. Yeah. Right. And the whole virtual background thing is fun, but, but people eh, use that judiciously. Like if you got yourself yeah. at the beach or something, first of all, it can get silly. And then second of all, it, it doesn't always work. And like, sometimes you you fade into your own background and stuff. And so anyway. Yeah. And I think sometimes it's like the guy trying to be super funny. And yeah. then he gets old after a while. We're like, okay, Bob, thanks. I know you're, you're in San Francisco. We get it. Yeah. Although I will give a, a quick funny tip if you want to prank your friends. Oh, there are two good pranks you can do. One is you can actually upload a, sh- a video, a short video as your, as your background. And so, you know, you can upload a video of like yourself sitting there and then the real you, you can get up and leave and you're still sitting there and then you can come back and then there are two of you. I always think that's funny. for. I enjoy that. That I would do. (laughs) Yeah. The other thing you could do is, which I find funny, is if someone's being annoying in a meeting, 
to so take just take a screenshot of them and then that becomes your background and then you know <laughs> you know it, that, that's good for really pissing people off you save that for friends don't do it in business yeah we have to get fired from podcasts <laughs> yeah, exactly all right so let's let's uh let's get into some stuff so um i think i'll start by citing this article that i just found i read um uh, the Ringer podcast, which is all things social media, uh, founded by Boston native Bill Simmons. Some of you folks might know who he is. He wrote for ESPN for a while. Anyway, um, they came up with a list of the best TV shows so far in 2020. I'm going to run them down quickly. And Robin, if you've seen these, you can chime in. Some of them I've seen, some of them I haven't. Number 10 on the list is Devs, D-E-V-S. I have to admit, I've never heard of this. Have you heard of it? Nope. No, so it's like, I guess it's eh, scientific discussions of quantum computing, blah, 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 combined. Writer director Alex Garland. It looks like it's on, it's an eight part FX miniseries. I don't know. I haven't seen it. Number nine, Love is Blind, uh, a Netflix show. And I haven't, seen, <laughs> I haven't seen this either. It has a needlessly complicated premise that must be seen to believe, but the end result is an exquisite rendering of the chaos that underlies all long-term commitment. Oh, you know what? This sounds kind of good. I might check it out. Number eight was The Last Dance. I mean, now, now if you haven't seen that and you care about sports in the slice, but you should see that's the document. Oh, that was good. You know, it, we're all starved for sports and it was kind of cool to see a lot of the things that happened back then. Although I'll say this, the time shifting in that documentary really made my head spin my um my friend my friend sent me a clip of mm-hmm. of dennis uh dennis rodman right dennis rodman mm-hmm. like on a treadmill and then like he was like being dennis rodman and she just mm-hmm. sent it with like no words and then he's like at the gym and he holds up like a cup of gatorade and he's like it's a kamikaze <laughs> <laughs> and she's like that- oh my god he reminds me of you i'm like what <laughs> nice that is funny. Um, number seven. Oh, I was going to say that's just very on brand for the, that's the most Dennis Rodman Dennis Rodman can be, you know, pretending to work out while drinking a comic house. Um, <laughs> number seven on the list was is the new Pope. I haven't seen it. Jude Law is in it. I do kind of like Jude Law, although I saw the other Pope thing. What was the, the one? The two Popes. That was fine. This one. I just it feels like work to me. I don't know. Um so we're going to keep moving on in this list. Number six is interesting. It's called Zero, Zero, Zero. It was an Amazon original um, miniseries, and it's kind of like uh, the the drug war movie Sicario, if you saw that, um, mm-hmm. or any of those. So I think that they went out of their way on this list to make it kind of the, the deep, the like the, the deep cuts, you know that people haven't seen, but that is worth seeing. Although I admit I got halfway through it and I got confused and I gave up, but it's, it's pretty good. Zero, 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 not, and don't worry, Robin, you're going to assemble your own list after this. Number five, I may destroy you. This is weird. 12 part HBO series. Uh, the producers, Michaela Cole, and this is about a hip London writer navigating trauma alongside her struggling career. Okay. See, this is good. I might check this out. Maybe I should have checked it. good. Yeah, right? Um, number four, this I have seen. It's a comedy. It's called What We Do in the Shadows. Have you seen, the, have you seen this, Robin? No? I think I, I, think I did. I have to. <laughs> she's, she's scanning through it. A lot of stupid stuff. So this, this is on FX. It's, yes. Yeah, it's about vampires, but, it, mm-hmm. but it's, 
the, it's got the touch and feel of, of uh, like Modern Family or The Office or something. And, yeah. um, and in fact, it features the guy, if you know the guy who played Nate in The Office, who's also been great in Better Call Saul and a few other things. But um, it's pretty funny. Vanessa Bear from SNL is also in it. It's just, it's, you know, it's portraying vampires as if they have the same oddities and ex- eccentricities that we all have. And the, and the one guy I mentioned, he's an energy-sucking vampire. So he doesn't suck blood. He goes around, he sucks energy from people. So he walks around the office going, hey, Stan, how are you? Are you going to have another baked potato today? And, like, it's good. So I actually, they had me at the... I- they had me at the trailer for that show. I laughed at the trailer. So I, yeah, I have to finish it. I think I'm only like a couple episodes. Yeah, me too, actually. But it's, it's, it's light. It's the kind of thing you, you, you don't really have to follow the plot so much. You get a few laughs out of it. Number yeah. three, normal people, which I, I did see this. Did you see this? Nope. It's a, it's a love story. Young people um, in West Ireland. And it's... It was a novel written by Sally Rooney in 2018, but it's it's basically just the kind of life of an off again, on again, off again romance kind of around the college years, which I'm not selling it very well, but it's pretty well done. So there's that. Number two, Mrs. America, which um, am I caught up on that? Yeah, I think I'm caught up on that. So that's this is the true life story of Phyllis Schlafly, who was a very conservative voice. In the, mainly in the 70s, she's basically the woman responsible for defeating the Equal Rights Amendment. Um, and But it, this is pretty well... You haven't seen this, Robin, I take it? No? No. Nope. Okay. So um, this one is uh, good because it's, it sounds like it's a celebration of a super conservative voice, but you see kind of both sides of the aisle. So like Tracy, Tracy Ullman is in it playing a... A uh, liberal voice. You've got uh, Rose. What's her face from Bridesmaids? I forget her name. Rose. Yeah. Um, anyway, she plays. Um, oh God! Um, now I'm just blanking on everybody's name. Um, I'll come up with this. Sorry, Gloria Steinem, and it's Rose Byrne plays Gloria Steinem, and mm-hmm. um, and so it's it's actually pretty cool. And then you've got um, Kate Blanchett in the, in the title role playing um, Phyllis Schlafly, and. Uh, it's good. It's pretty good. And then number one on the list is Better Call Saul. Are you a fan? No, because I don't. I don't like it, and I don't understand why people like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, how much time do we have, Robin? Well, did you watch? Did you watch Breaking Bad? Yes. Like I, I like two years after it was popular, I finally caved and I watched Breaking Bad, and I thought it was brilliant. Yeah. But it was also super disturbing. Yeah. So I'm like, why did I watch this whole thing and like watch this girl like, you know? choke on her own you know she dies and i'm like what am i watching oh, yes. but i mean i get i got breaking bad it was good they had mm-hmm. brilliant moments um and saul saul just didn't really. do it for you no okay well hey <laughs> you're wrong is what you i have like to tell you no, no. For liking it. <laughs> no, no so um no i'm not mad at you it's you know it's some people like chocolate some people like vanilla whatever um i think my siblings like it a lot yeah, no, it's it's different than Breaking Bad. The the pacing is a little slower, which is the the big knock on it, I think. Um, the lead female character Kim, some people love her. I don't. She doesn't do much for me, but but Bob Odenkirk is is brilliant. Continuing on with his um, the Jimmy McGill slash Saul Goodman character, 
And what's cool about it is if you're a super fan of Breaking Bad, which I was, I watched it three times through. I watched, <laughs> I watched it by myself, then I watched it with my son, then I watched it with my girlfriend. Oh, okay. And um, But they're a little, you know, it is a prequel to, for the most part, it's a prequel to Breaking Bad. And you see characters start to sneak in that you remember from Breaking Bad. And Vince Gilligan has said that it's possible that Better Call Saul will actually end up overlapping with the 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 events of Breaking Bad, which just makes my head spin. Um, yeah. So let's get so you. But um, I promised you would get to weigh in, Robin. And so um, enough with this list. By the way, that's on the the Ringer dot com, um, and it's got links to everything. What have you particularly enjoyed? What do you What do you um, What are you I digging? Like that list. But it's a little too smart for me. I like yeah, it. it's 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 intentionally obscure, I think. So fair and enough. I, and I like that because I appreciate people who are smart. I'm just like <laughs> above my pay grade to like really be like into TV. Like I need it to be a little bit dumbed down for me to enjoy. Oh, well, we got I got a lot of dumb stuff I like too. But what are you uh, what no, are you watching I'm now, or what have you enjoyed? My favorite. Well, my favorite uh, Netflix show of all time is Bloodline. I've never Kyle seen Kendrick. this. Holy. You know what? You can, you you can swear if you want to. I was going to say holy hell. I didn't know if that was too... Uh, no, that's okay, too. <laughs> Bloodline, you say. Yes, and did you, you know Kyle Chandler, the the hunk from um, Friday Night Lights, the series? He's Coach Taylor. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. I saw uh, I saw a little bit. I, I stuck around for maybe a season or two of Friday Night Lights. Kind of like a chick show, oh. but... Um, right. It's about football, but it's really not. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Relationships, yeah. He's the lead in Bloodline, and he is just the coolest guy ever. Um, but like most shows, I find they think they have to do something super dramatic with the last season. Mm -hmm. And it jumps the shark, and it just gets really weird and trippy. And I'm like, why don't you just end it normal? Yeah. You know? yep. So they, they lost me at the end. But I think the first, the first if you watch that ep the first episode, season one, I think is probably the best opening of a show I've ever seen in my life. In really? Yeah, in That's terms of showing all the characters, right. you know what I mean? They do a little montage, and you get to, it's like you get to know everybody and exactly who they are mm -hmm. um, within, like, five minutes. That is the key, the key to a good um, pilot. And um, actually, you know what? We'll, um, we'll be a little interactive here, Robin. I'll, I'll call up the uh, trailer, and our listeners can listen to the audio of the trailer of Bloodline. Come on, Dave. Share screen. I can do this. Okay. Here it comes. Take a listen. I always thought the greatest thing that happened to me was being born a Rayburn. Forty-five years ago this weekend, me and my Sally opened the doors to this place. Sometimes you know something's coming. I'd like to say a few words about my kids. You feel it in the air. There's Meg, my sunshine. You don't sleep at night. There's Kevin, my youngest son. A voice in your head's this telling you. Sissy SpaceX is in this. It's going to go terribly wrong. And of course, there's John, who decided to take care of the whole damn island. There's nothing you can do to stop it. Last but not least is my oldest, Danny. That's how I felt when my brother came home. All right, I—I I mean, I'm not getting a lot from the trailer. Maybe it's me, but it looks—it it, looks—it looks um, compelling. So he's so our 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 hero is the 
the sheriff of the town? Did I get that right? Yes. 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 And okay. the brother Danny's kind of like it's it's a really like um real like true to life kind of the way it's shot is really yeah. um not the way the trailer is. Um but Danny is like the screw up brother that comes into town. Okay. And then somehow Danny dies. Oh. And we we learn that early on and we don't quite know how. So that that's the whole thing of the show. It's all this normal family mm-hmm. fighting and you know Danny's going to die because they show you glimpses of it in the beginning and you're not quite sure how, but All right, good tip. I might check out Bloodline. Um you know, and this was, let's see, is it a new-ish show or not even really? No. No, okay. Actually, you know what I started watching, which um, was a good move, but it, it's a huge time waster? Uh, the Walking Dead. I started walking, I didn't. I just didn't get on the train the first time it left the station with The Walking Dead. Were you a fan or are you a fan or no? I, I was the same as you. It took me a long time. And But you've watched it? Oh, Yeah. Yeah. That's one. And did you kind of get hooked right away and just kind of binge, binge, binge? I did because I, I feel like it's just like a, it's, there's so many metaphors in the show and I love that. Yeah. And actually in what, in watching it during the pandemic, it, it, it's even more poignant uh, if possible, I guess, because so the, the, it, now it is about zombies. It's about the, <laughs> the zombie apocalypse and I'm not a zombie guy. I'm not a horror movie guy per se. I mean, I like a good one. But the show, that show is more about, it's just, it's action, it's suspense, it's, it's great character development, you know, it's, um, it's bold in that it's not afraid to kill off main characters, which is, which is something that I think, uh, if you go back to a show like The Sopranos, was always great about that show, like, all of a sudden, you know, this main guy that we loved is dead, it's like, what, he can't die? It's like, nope, he's dead. And, I love that. Yeah, and then, but, but you know, then you, you, after watching the show for so long, you know by heart all the rules about the zombies, how you can kill them. Like you can, you can slow them down if you shoot them in the chest, but they'll keep coming. You have to, you have to um, stab them in the brain, <laughs> which, yes. which happens, which happens about a hundred times per episode. But, but that, one rule. right. But when they're all walking the streets, you, you know, they have to keep watching for. And so it's like when you go out of your house now, well, you know, you got to make sure you're wearing a mask. And some, so sometimes I get confused and I just stab people in, in the brain just to be sure, you know. Just in case. Uh, yes. It's not a bad strategy. Right. Um, anything else that you're digging these days? Uh, did you watch Tiger King? Yes. I feel like some people are, like, we're upset by it. Like, like they could be like, oh, it's so, you know, twisted. I'm like, Wait. No, no. It, it, to me, it was the best of what reality TV is, is about, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I loved how... You know, you, I mean, <clears throat> there's a fine line, right? Like, did you watch The Real World? Do you remember The Real World? Oh, yeah. I'm 36 years old. Yeah. So I was like right in uh, like that young teenage when like the first Real World came out. So right. the answer is emphatically yes. Yeah. And so, that you know, that was one of the patient zeros of reality TV. And one of the cool things about it was you, you could watch a character and be engaged and compelled by a character and still hate their guts. I'm thinking about like uh, the character, character, the guy Puck. Remember Puck on the real, the real world? Oh yeah, he was he just was a awful. he was just a jackass, but still he was good TV. And so yeah, with Tiger King, you know the two main um, you know players in in this tale are both kind of deplorable people. You know Joe Exotic and what's her face who probably killed her husband, right? Carol. Carol Baskin. Carol Baskin. And, and uh, the other guy who comes in towards the end is scumbag. Yeah, too. that's right. He is too. Which, 
scumbag do you like that? <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> but you couldn't take your eyes off it. So I thought it was great. I mean, yeah, you know, there, I'm sure animal lovers probably were disturbed here and there. Well, it already happened. Right. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So it's like we can't go back in time and be like, oh, let's stop this from happening. But I, I think what was beautiful about it is the moment that the documentary, whoever did the documentary, they caught it at just the right moment. Yes. Like he's going to jail. Like, you know, it's amazing. I think like that would happen and then someone would go in and try to make a documentary about it. But they were, they were there at this magical time when things were actually unfolding. Yeah. And I, I imagine that must be, you would know better than I I imagine that must be a real challenge of a documentarian because you know, you need time to edit it. You need time. I mean, you know, a lot of documentaries take years to do. And sometimes I can't, I think they're kind of just waiting for something to happen. And, um, I think it was a, a triumph of the filmmakers of a film like, uh, hoop dreams where one of the best documentaries ever, where they decided they were going to follow these kids throughout their high school basketball career. And they picked two, these two at the time, they were considered the two best prospects in Chicago it turns out neither one of them even got close to the NBA. So you could say, oh, that, you know, that was a bummer. Like they were trying to portray the next big star, but it was still just great because you saw their struggles and, you know, them failing and succeeding and struggling and their family members and all that. Anyway, did they make a like a non-documentary movie about that. Oh, did I? I don't know. Because I've heard but, of it, but I didn't know it was a documentary. That's why I'm asking. Oh, no. Hoop Dreams is a documentary and you should and you oh. should you should see it. It was I will. it I was. Oh, well, then you'll love it even more. You don't even have to love basketball or love it, but it's um, it's a very cool story. But ty- but that brings up something interesting because I heard that, that Tiger King was such a phenomenon that they are going to do like a, a biopic or whatever you call it. Like, a, you know, it's going to be not fictionalized, but they're going to be actors portraying these people. What do you th- what do you think of that idea? No. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go on that. But yeah. I do. I, I did watch some kind of follow up interview. I th- Oh, okay. you know who it was? Maybe I did see the Joel McHale thing we were talking about off air. Um, yeah, the Joel McHale show on Netflix, by the way. You should all watch that, too. Yeah. Did, he, did you see him interview the Tiger King people? No, I don't. Well, no, that might have been something different. Separate. Okay, okay so yeah. he interviewed the Tiger. Oh, it was probably after show from Netflix. Okay. And Joel McHale uh, interviewed the Joe Exotic, like from prison? He or interviewed or the friends of Joe friends. Exotic. Okay. And he was, like, so funny, like, he... Basically, like he was sweet about it. He wasn't being um, an elitist, but he was kind of like making fun of them to their faces. That's what he does. And, <laughs> and they loved it. They oh, were good. like, whatever. They were they were having it. And um, yeah, he just got the perspective on, you know, how they felt about Joe Exotic, you know, when all was and done. And a lot of them, you know, were like, he was an asshole, but he probably didn't deserve as much time as he got. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, so it's, it was really weird. So, and why do you think a scripted series is a mistake? Well, you can't, I mean. You can't improve upon the truth, right? We already saw yeah. it. Yeah. And it was just so wild, not to be, <laughs> no pun intended. Yeah. It was so wild and weird and wacky. I just think it would look like, you know, when they, uh, like a 911 show where they reenact you know, what yeah. happened. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just tell me what happened. Those, like, uh, exactly. And those are always the weakest moments of documentaries, the recreations, you know, what? I mean, I I, yeah. you know what it works better? Like get, get creative. There's, there's a great documentary. I think it's called the tower, but it's, it's about, it's on the subject of the tragedy in Texas in the seventies when a student 
what was it a student or just, no just some guy mm, i should go back and watch it okay. went, went up to the this you know position sniper position essentially on a college campus and just started shooting people and and needless to say a lot of people died what they did was they they animated it not like the simpsons but but yeah. like it was sort of a serious looking animation and to me it worked it was it, and they had people telling the story who were actually there but um but i'm with you um there was a movie called uh welcome to marlin something uh I'll, I'll find it steve carell played the lead and um welcome to marwin and it was based on a, a documentary which is brilliant the documentary is brilliant it's about a guy who um suffers a serious brain injury and then as part of his recovery he starts building this this little world war ii uh, uh, model like with with tr like this massive sort of complex um, picture you know these toy like you know trucks and everything but everything's very realistic and he actually he kind of gets lost in the world so he creates a version of himself that goes into this little world war ii and then he's got this woman he's interested he creates and so and it, that was his way of coping with getting back from the brain injury and the the documentary from 2010 was called Marwin Coy Mar Marwin Call sorry Marwin Call which is what he named the town for some reason I can't remember but and there's and there's also kind of a shocker surprise in the middle of the thing they created a movie with Steve Carell and it sucked because we'd already if you want to see it if you want to see it, you know um, see like the, the real uh, thing is better so much better so there much better. are these uh oh I won't even go down it's a kind of a rabbit hole about brain injuries and stories but um oh okay anyway another podcast another podcast for brain injury right. documentaries right but anyway um, so however oh i'm sorry robin you go ahead you go oh did you see ozark yes like did you like liked it think it's overrated i was I've, I've been with it since the beginning i didn't just jump on in the pandemic but um but um like jason bateman i thought it got a little um too much in the last season i thought that laura lenny and jason bateman they turned into gangsters too quickly and just and so it wasn't because they're supposed to be a family you know fish out of water mm -hmm. in the same way that and maybe i'm splitting hairs but i think in something like breaking bad you know walter white fancied himself a gangster but he was always uh sort of weakling at heart you know the guy in the tidy whities in the opening episode yeah. you know and with these like now they're full-blown gangsters like i don't know anyway but did you I, like I think it? it was my brother who said that laura linney got um really a little too into her role yeah when she started to you know like she started to she's kind of stopped acting and started you know being super psyched to play a gangster yeah and i think you can kind of see that um yeah. she's a little ridiculous so but did you like ozark I did. Um, I liked it in the beginning. I, I, I think, like a lot of shows that are a little bit overrated, I think the first season, the first episode was weird. And I think if you watch yeah. the first episode, you're like, what is the show? And, but then the second episode, it right. kind of times its proof. Um, I think the first season is is stellar. I, um, I agree. It was it, it is great. Really need to keep going after it, that. It goes to show you how hard it is to keep quality. It, it happens to almost every show. Um, I forget who brought it up, but someone was oh, uh, just someone on social media had had re was redebating the last episode of Game of Thrones, and so many people were disappointed, and and 
you know, my take was, I mean, you write a better one. Like, it's really hard. It's really yeah. hard to, to continue excellent, ec the excellence throughout a series. I mean, you know, even something like The Sopranos, not everybody loved the ending. There were moments where people thought the show got really slow. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm watching that my son had not seen the show Lost. So I started watching Lost with him, which was one of my favorites. But I keep warning him, the first three seasons are excellent. After that, it goes really haywire. Um, but yeah. you're in with the characters sometimes, and you just keep going. That's um, true. Oh, so, I, yeah, with something like Lost, I was so invested. I'm like, yeah, I'm in, whatever. It's It, it may suck, but it's my sucky TV show, you know. So. Yeah, uh, I was a big – I, I rewatched The Sopranos in mm -hmm. recent years from episode one. Mm -hmm. Did you I have a lot did you so you, you mentioned your brother? That's the great Maddie Blake, actor Maddie Blake, who is star of a podcast on on Pod Six One Seven Monsterland, which recently wrapped up its run. But it was it's you should go back and listen because it's outstanding. But um, I I often compare notes with your brother on what he's watching on TV, and I went back like last year and I re and I watched uh, Boardwalk Empire, which was very good. I had never seen it, and I binged that. And I said to Maddie, "Have you seen Boardwalk Empire?" He said, "Well, yeah, I was in it." And I said, oh, damn. And apparently he had he did have a, a cool role where he arrested the Steve Buscemi character. But he said it was a larger role where he his character got murdered and dumped into a dumpster. And they cut that part out. So, hey, at least he was on it. He was on it. I wasn't yeah. on it. He was. On it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And he has I think he has a new podcast coming out. I'm still waiting for him to reveal Yes, stuff. I've heard tale of this as well, and I'm standing by to see how I can help. And, and yes, Matt, I, heard, I heard it. I yeah, we'll see. I'm excited. I'm I I buy stock in whatever uh, Maddie Blake is is producing. Um, shout out to you, Maddie. Um, so <laughs> uh, we're up against the clock a little bit here. Any oh, so um, Robin, let's talk about your plans for an upcoming podcast. As yet unnamed, so it's it's shrouded in mystery. But it will have something to do with pop culture and all this kind of stuff. Oh, I have I have started a podcast that's more about politics that I you know, it's a little it, it got a little bit more serious than I even meant it to be because mm. the guests I invited on really wanted to discuss issues. And that's great. But I wanted it to be a little more laid back, but I got good feedback on it. So I got people saying, wow, this is really good content. I want to listen. So I'm going to kind of keep that in its own little pocket for people right. who want to listen to and it. And what's that called, Robin? Remind me. That is called Try Me, the podcast. Try Me. It's a good name Try for a podcast. Me. Very good. Yeah. Well, everything else was taken, Dave. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Everyone has a podcast. Well, you know, as Christian Slater said in the, in the mediocre movie Pump Up the Volume, all the great themes have been used up, turned into theme parks. I'm not even sure what that means, but it seemed kind of on point. And so, so the, other, the, the other one, the as yet... Um, launch. Is, I was trying to, yeah, I was trying to say, you know, as a creative person, mm -hmm. sometimes you do something and then you try to be like, oh, let's add humor to it. Let's add this to it. And then you go, oh, no, I'm not. I, now I'm talking about two separate things. Right. So keep that, you know, kind of serious one to itself for a small audience. And then so the one I'm launching, the mysterious unnamed podcast, mm -hmm. is, it will be more like I was telling you earlier. I really miss the show The Soup with Joel McHale. Yeah. There's not a lot out there. If I can make two people laugh mm -hmm. on their way to work, I'm happy. So I'm going to try to do it at least once a week, and I will let you know what the name is soon. Cool. See, I had an idea to do the Joel McHale show or The Soup, whichever you want to call it, um, about podcasts and actually have podcasts. I tried to do it at one point. I called it the Podcast Police. We did a few episodes. <laughs> But but you could it could be pod pod soup you know and because as much as 
Joel McHale and and his predecessors before him, uh, John Henson, and uh, that show started with uh, Greg Kinnear way back when. Anyway, yeah, it was called Talk Soup. It was all, it, would, it only made fun of talk shows, but they soon discovered you have to start making fun of reality shows and everything else in between. Anyway, um, but there's there's podcasts are ripe for um, satire as as well because there are some really bad ones out there. But I I it's it would take a a kind of a writing staff to like comb through their million podcasts. So, That's but true. but um, you make sure to tell me when uh, this new one launches, and everyone make sure to check out. Um, yeah, I forgot already. It's it's uh, just just. Oh, <laughs> try me the podcast. Try me. I was. Why did I want to say just shoot me? That's terrible. It's not even close. Try me the podcast with Robin Kenny. Oh, and you like David Spade, so. I and do. Island Bay Media. Yeah, that's my. Island Bay Media. And you can find all the information about Robin and everything that she does at islandbaymedia.com. Islandbaymedia.com. So um, we don't have to go home, but we can't stay here in the virtual studio, Robin. Although that expression has run its course because you can't say you don't have to go home because you kind of do have to go home we all have to go home all the time anyway robin i hope you had fun i did thank you so much dave you're welcome my thanks to robin kenny again islandbaymedia.com check it out my name is dave i'm just a guy from boston but if you're not from boston you must be the other guy have a great day everybody and by the way if you want your own podcast go to pod617.com and get started you could be the next big podcast start not as big as robin but eh, we'll see have a good day everybody i am a father i'm fine it's